Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to Psalms chapter 9. I think God just kind of put a theme in my heart this morning of, of praise and worship. And even as I turned to chapter 9, I, I saw another verse that I had marked a while back. Kind of like what we were talking about in the Sunday school where <laughs> Brother Jack's friend saw that he had marked something and said, Well, I've been here before. <laughs> so, verse uh, or chapter 7 and verse 17 says, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness. And that just ought to change your whole attitude when it comes to praise and worship. I praise the Lord according to His righteousness. Not according to what I understand about Him. Not according to what I've seen Him do. Not according to how I feel about it. Not according to how great I am or how lowly I am. It's according to His righteousness. How many people sitting here today know that the Lord is righteous? Y'all don't sound very convinced this morning. So let's see if we can do some convincing. Alright? Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time before we begin. Father, we just come to You right now, Lord. And God, I thank You for Your presence that's in this place this morning. And Lord, right now, I just want to come against the enemy. I bind him right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you just you would just give us a, a, a moment here in this service today to not do battle with the enemy, but Lord, to just bask in your presence, to just, to just find joy in your presence, Lord. I ask that you would just give us a little reprieve in the battle. Lord, that we would just have a, a ceasefire for a moment, that we could just come into this place and dwell in your presence, in the presence of the Most High. God, I ask that you would just fill our hearts full of your Spirit, that we would leave this place today knowing that we got something tangible from you and your Word, Lord. God, I ask that you would just uh, uh, do like these songs where we were singing, Lord, how you are our healer, You're you're the restorer of broken hearts. God, you are the one that can fill us up. It's your breath in our lungs, Lord. Help us to just lift our hearts and our voices in praise to you today. Lord, be with us through this message today. I ask for your anointing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalms chapter 9, verse 1. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Now remember verse 17 we read while ago from chapter 7. I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness. Y'all, there's too many times in our life that we begin to determine how we're going to serve and worship God based upon how we're walking, where we stand in this world currently. 
what our circumstances are. We begin to let our circumstances determine our relationship with God. And I just think that is doing a disservice to God and the blessings He's poured upon us. It's in, in a lot of ways disrespectful to what God has done for us. David said, I'm going to praise you according to your righteousness. As I see the righteousness of God, I see perfection. I see holiness. I see blamelessness. There's no charge I can make against God. His righteousness is perfect and holy. He is the very epitome of righteousness. No sin in Him. You hear me this morning, church? There's no mark on Him. He's spotless. I'm going to praise Him according to His righteousness. Now, if I truly do that, that means I've got to give Him everything i got, right? Now, that doesn't come close to matching up to what He deserves. But it's all i got. Okay? David said, I'm going to praise you with my whole heart. I'm trying to get something into you today that when you leave this place this morning, you're going to say, I want to praise the Lord some more. Okay? We go through so many highs and lows in our life, and we have got to have that that rock, that standard that never wavers, never changes to cling on to. My emotions ebb and flow from one minute to the next, but my God is constant. He's stable. He's sure. There ain't nothing worse than unsure footing. Something you can't count on. You go walk across my yard right now, it's pretty unsure, right, from all the rain. One minute you may think you're on solid ground and the next step you take, you lose your shoe. How does that make you feel? I know that's a little silly example, but how does that make you feel as, as you walk across there? It's almost like a feeling of anxiety, isn't it? Because, you're, you're man, I don't know where to even step. You're, you're, you can't even walk right. Because you know the next moment, you may be digging your shoe out of the mud and have a wet foot. Right? Now, I want you to think about how God deals with you. When, when you walk with God, when you walk with Him and cling to Him, your footing is sure. You can count on Him. He deserves our worship and praise because of that. You see, when I go to God, I know what His response is. I I can count on Him. He's he's predictable. And I don't mean that in a manner that, that I have somehow figured God out and I can contain Him in my understanding. What I mean is that His promises are true and He don't waver from one moment to the next. Did y'all take some cold medicine before you came to church this morning? My goodness, I'm preaching better than that. Turn over to chapter 28. I'm going to get y'all excited before this day's over with. Look, if I can come in here and be excited, somebody else can too. I am probably not the best example of someone that's excitable. Okay? 
Y'all weren't supposed to laugh so much. That I hear a lot of people there. Like, yeah, he's right. Verse 7, chapter 28, verse 7. Y'all need to spend about two weeks just dwelling in, ver- in chapter 27 and 28. And I mean that. (laughs) Spend some time memorizing it. I don't know how many times in my life I've had to go back and just tell myself Psalms 27. And especially this verse in 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him and I am helped. Y'all, that is a truth right there. You trust in the Lord, He will help. You take it to the bank every time. It's guaranteed. may not be what you were expecting, but I promise you, God will help. The Lord is my strength and my shield. There is somebody sitting here right now that just needs to bury that right there in your heart. You're not the strength. You can't be the shield. He is. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him and I am helped. Therefore, because of what I just said, y'all don't gloss over that word therefore. Because of what we just said, He's my strength, He's my shield, my heart trusted in Him, I'm helped. What is that? That that is setting a precedence that God is trustworthy, that God is reliable, that He wants to work in your life. Now, y'all, I'm not reading anything into this today. I'm just putting it in different words that we can all begin to get an understanding of what David was going through as he spoke these words. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song will I praise Him. Now y'all, if you've ever been through anything tough in your life, and I know there probably ain't a single person sitting here today that hasn't. If you've ever been through anything tough, there comes a point where God has shown Himself to you and you just you just rejoice. You may not be happy. Y'all understand that happiness has nothing to do with rejoicing? Y'all understand that? I spend a lot of my life not happy. Happiness is, is, is for fools, I'll tell you right now. Okay? Y'all hear me? Happiness is for fools. Happiness, if that's, what, if that's all you're building your life on is happiness, you're a fool. Now, I don't, I don't just go around calling people fools, okay? I want you to understand what I'm saying. Happiness will fail you in a moment. You may be sitting here happy right now, and you won't be before you leave. Happiness comes and goes. It's not something you can count on. But my God is, Okay? You see, I have a reason to rejoice. What does it mean to rejoice? Let's just put this in in words that we would actually use today because you don't see many people walking around talking about rejoicing. 
Can somebody give me a, a good, easy a, a definition of rejoice? And I'm asking y'all because I want to hear some feedback this morning. I want somebody to be thinking, what does it mean to rejoice? Really think about that for a minute. Let's just reread what he said here. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him. And I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song will I praise Him. Anybody got one? Yes, ma'am. Celebrate. That's good. Do you have to be happy to celebrate? No. Let's think of a celebration. Maybe somebody's birthday. Maybe somebody's anniversary. We might celebrate that. Somebody winning some sort of prize or somebody doing something in their life that's noteworthy. We want to celebrate it. Everybody that shows up to that party is not really happy. But they're making note of something that's worth making note of. They're recognizing something that happened that that was just outstanding. And they said, you know what, I'm just going to take a moment and, and just make this a memorable time. Right? I mean, does that sound good, y'all? I don't think there's anybody here that just says, I don't want to ever celebrate anything. Because that's just foolishness. No. We celebrate stuff all the time. Somebody, sometimes we even, in this day, and they celebrate mediocrity. <laughs> we celebrate anything these days. So, so David is saying, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. Why? Because of everything you've done, God. Because of the ways you've shown yourself to me. I can't help but celebrate the, the, the fact that you are my God. Get it? With my song, will I praise Him? Why did David sing so much? I don't know. <laughs> I know one thing, though. Nowhere in here do we, know, do we find out that David was a good singer. Nobody ever recorded that. He may have been. I got a point. You just hang on a minute. We don't know that David was a good singer. And the way this stuff is translated into English, it didn't rhyme very well either. Y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? So, if we were to base it on the English translation, David wasn't a very good songwriter based on today's standards. Songs kind of have to have a rhyme to them, don't they? Things kind of have to have a certain flow. Well, it may have sounded different in his language. But I know this. I like to spend some time in Psalms because there's some awesome stuff in there, right? I want to I tell you all this today because David didn't have to be a great singer. David didn't have to be a great dancer, yet he, the Bible tells us that he danced with all his might 
Huh? You, you see, David didn't just speak these things. He actually performed them. He got out there and he said, I'm going to praise my God. And he just, he just danced with all his might. He may have been the worst dancer you've ever seen. He didn't care. He wasn't worried about what anybody else said about it. He said, I'm going to worship my God. He has been a help to me. He is my strength and my shield. And I'm going to praise Him with all I have. Why is that important? Y'all, I'm trying to tell you something today. You ain't got to be a good singer. I know I'm not a good singer. But I'm going to belt it out. (laughs) Not because I know anybody likes to hear what I'm saying, but because I know my God's worth it. He's worth me giving Him everything I've got. Praise Him with my whole heart. It was a time I didn't do that. There was a time when it was pretty hard for me to even get my hands up in there. So I ain't coming down on anybody today that that feels that same way. Y'all, I was I was very modest, very conservative when I grew up. I didn't like to even wear shorts. I didn't want to change in the locker room at school. I just I didn't. That's how I was raised. You just didn't walk around without shirts on. That was just a nightmare to me to hear shirts and skins on a basketball game. Oh no, shirts, come on shirts, come on shirts. And it wasn't really because I had anything to hide. I didn't have any fat on me. Bones and skins, skins and bones. Right? I was just modest, man. I remember one year I played little dribblers and everybody's wearing shorts. Well, Kevin was wearing warm-ups. Because <laughs> Kevin didn't want to wear shorts in front of everybody. I'm telling you that because I want you to get an understanding of, of what it means to open your heart up, let all of your... I hate to even use the word inhibitions because that's not really what it is. I'm not telling anybody to get up here and just act a fool. I'm telling you that that it is a major challenge for me, it used to be, to want to raise my hands in front of people and pour my heart out to God and not worry what somebody standing next to me is thinking. So I understand that is what I'm trying to tell you. But I heard a preacher one time preach, and and he said, you know, God's worth your praise. He deserves it. And he said, it might be all you can do to just get one hand up. He said, if you can do it, just, just get that one hand up. Don't say anything, just get your hand up. He said, and after a little while you might be able to to pull the other one up. And see, what he was showing me is that that it takes just a little bit for me to to kind of loosen up a little bit. Don't worry about everybody else. I'm going to tell you right now, I came to a place in my life where I said to myself, Self, that person standing next to you ain't got no business between you and God. 
Okay? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I want, I want to make it clear. I don't want there to be any misunderstanding this morning. Because what I'm saying is, you have no de- determining factor on how I worship God. That's how it should be. It's between me and Him. Now, this is a two-way street because I have to stand there and forget about you, and at the same time, you should be standing there whispering about me. You see, praise and worship is a time for us to peel away all the cares of the world and say, I don't care about any of that right now because my God is the most important thing in this moment. And I'm going to just pour my heart out to Him. You know, there's folks that come to church and never get anything. Did you hear me? There's folks that come to church and never get anything. And I'll tell you the reason why. Do you want to know why? Somebody say yes. You want to know why? Because they don't ever give anything. I figured that out, y'all. I figured that out. You can say God showed it to me. You can say a man told me. I don't even care. I don't remember. I just know there came a point where I figured out if I'm going to get anything from God, i got to give something. Most of the time it means me just giving up all the stuff I'm holding on to and saying, Lord, I just want you. You know that's all he's waiting on a lot of the time. He's just waiting on you to cry out to Him and say, Lord, I just want you right now. Y'all, if any of y'all have kids or grandkids, and they come up to you and say, Mama, Daddy, I want want you to hold me. What does that do to you? Grandma, Granddad, will you hold me? I just want to sit with you a while. Y'all, if that don't melt your heart, we need to go in the back and have a talk. Okay? When that little kid comes up to you and says, Mom or Daddy, Grandma or Grandpa, would you just hold me for a little bit? Well, come up here. Yeah, I'll hold you. I love you. I love you too. Your heart cannot resist that. Because we are built with this inherent thing in us that that not only wants love, but we want to give love. And you see, if if that's absent, there is a cold stone in your chest. The love of God, I, 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 I even hate to say it, but the love of God may not be in you if you don't understand what I'm talking about. And y'all, when you get up and you begin to pour your heart out to Him and you say, God, I just want to be close to You. I love You, Lord. You know what He does? Let me come over here. How's it going? That may be why y'all didn't feel anything this morning because He was up here with me. Ain't it good we don't serve a God limited like that? Because y'all wouldn't get no time with Him. Y'all, he, he hears your praise. He knows your heart. And you may not be standing up here waving your arms around like I am. That don't matter. Okay? That's just one way. You may be standing there just as calm and still. 
But God knows your heart. And when your heart cries out to Him and say, Lord, I just want to be close to you right now. He's going to come. Don't let your emotions lie to you. Your emotions may say, I sure wish I could feel God. God, why aren't you here? God, how come I don't feel any different? Why? Don't let them lie to you. This is why you need to know the Word of God. The Word of God tells us, draw close to Him, He will draw close to you. I said a week or two ago that it seemed kind of crazy that we had to take the first step. We didn't. I'm going to say it again. He took the first step. It's your turn. Okay? Draw close to Him. He'll draw close to you. You need to know that truth. Because the devil is going to lie and tell you he ain't hearing your prayers. You'd feel different if he did. How come you still feel bad? God don't care nothing about you apparently. He's going to tell you that kind of stuff. Y'all, I've been a Christian. I don't even know how many years of my life now. Because I'm getting old. I don't remember none of that. Probably 30 years or more. Okay? Do you know I still have times that the devil tries to tell me he don't care about me? The devil still to this day tries to lie to me and tell me God's not listening. He don't hear you. How come you still feel so bad, Kevin? Everything's going wrong in your life. You obviously have made God mad and He don't want nothing to do with you. Still to this day, He tries to tell me that stuff. And in those moments, you know what I do? I say, shut up, devil. The Word says that if I draw close to God, He'll draw close to me. I don't have to worry about what you're saying. In fact, leave. The Bible also says that if I submit myself therefore to God, resist the devil, he will flee. So you got to go. You know why I can say those kind of things? Because Jesus did. He used the same kind of words against him. He used the word against the devil. That is our sword. Alright? I'm trying to encourage you this morning and build you up and let you know that God has not forsaken you. He has not left you on your own, helpless. He's been there all the time. Turn to Psalms 23. Psalms 23 is one of those chapters that most people memorize in Sunday school. Most of us can quote it today even. It's one of them old standards, one of them old go-to chapters that people go and turn to. And y'all, I just want to point out some things in Psalms 23 to you. Because there's some parts of Psalms 23 that sometimes the people like to focus on. And they're good. But I don't want to miss something. Let's just read through Psalms 23 real quick. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Don't miss that. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Don't miss that. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Don't miss that. 
It's not your namesake. It's for His namesake. He's going to protect His good name. That means He is required in order to protect His good name. He is required to be faithful, to be truthful, to be reliable. Do you understand that about God this morning, church? If He's going to protect His good name, He has to be those things. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. People love that verse. Why? Jesus Himself said, you will have trouble in this life. And man, we look at that and we say, yeah, I'm in the valley of the shadow of death right now. Don't miss the rest. First of all, you're walking through the valley. He didn't say, yea, though I set up camp in the valley. Yea, though I have a house in the valley that I go spend time at from time to time. He said, I'm walking through it. Listen, David is telling you right there in just those few words, I might be in a troublesome time right now, but I don't plan on staying here. I'm walking through it. Y'all, I'm not trying to add words into what he's saying. I'm trying to explain the truths right here. Okay? I'm going through it. I don't plan on staying in it. That should be our hope. I don't have to stay here. There's goodness on the other side. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. (laughs) Right there in the valley. Dark, death all around me. He's with me. Don't miss that. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. Y'all listen to the goodness of God right here. Just listen to the goodness of God in this verse. Now prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You've got to break the Bible down so you can understand it, okay? I'm trying to tell y'all something today that will encourage you to go on. He said, while I'm sitting here in the middle of my enemies... I got trouble all around me. In the valley of the shadow of death, you're going to make a table for me and I can sit down and eat and I don't have to worry about nothing. Have y'all, anybody in the military, I know some of y'all been through war, some of y'all seen things. You don't just sit down at a table out in the middle of war. Let your guard down and eat. You eat what little bit you can when you can and that's it. Right? The whole time you got your gun laying there beside you and you're, you know, the most compromising position you can be in is when you have to go use the restroom in the army. I'm not trying to be vulgar, but look, it's not easy to go use the restroom and you got all that gear on, right? Nobody wants to be shot when their pants are down. I mean, that's just the simple truth, right? But David is saying, in the middle of combat, you make a table for me and I can sit down and eat. Y'all, that is trust in a God right there that we need to bury in our heart. In the middle of my struggles, you're going to just feed me. (laughs) Feed me. I can just sit down. I ain't going to worry about it. If God be for me, who can be against me, right? 
Apparently we, some of y'all know the same God I do, apparently. Don't miss this part. What do you think of your, as your emotional state when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death? Not very high, right? All right. Don't miss this part. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. So I want you to let that simmer for a minute. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Think about your emotional state in the middle of that valley. Y'all, I know it seems hopeless sometimes. But God's saying to you through these verses, I'm right there with you. I'm going to feed you. (laughs) You can sit down with me. We can be at peace. And not only that, but when you leave, you're going to be overflowing. Abundance. That's my God. Telling y'all, don't miss this stuff. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy. Who needs some goodness and mercy? (laughs) Surely. What does surely mean? It's a sure thing. You can count on it. You can take it to the bank. Whatever phrase and terminology you want to use, trustworthy. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Remember that part. Not just today. Not just the days you feel good. Not just the days when it seems like the enemy's not attacking very much. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not just on Sunday. Not just on Sunday night. All the days of my life. Forever. Y'all, God is speaking to you this morning. He's trying to tell you that there is a reason to praise Him. He's trying to tell you your circumstances do not dictate His worthiness. Let me say that one more time. Your circumstances do not dictate His worthiness. He is worthy of praise. Praise Him according to His righteousness. 